This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what me is always my buddy, my course, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But guys, before I ask John how he's doing, I need you all to help us. If you aren't subscribed to this podcast already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Yeah. On top of that, we have a YouTube channel. All right, please make sure to go to the YouTube channel and make sure to subscribe. All right, Knicks, Jets, etc. And while you're there, we also got another podcast called Winning Picks Weekly. All right, that's John and video producer Greg. They go down the NFL slate. They're doing NFL playoffs right now, and they're about to do NBA. And I'll hop on some of those pods too and get you give you my takes on which teams, which games to bet on. Maybe do some props as well. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Also, maybe it's weekend baby Super Bowl coming up. You better have some props for us. You already know. You already know. <laughs> also, guys, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's spot, whoa, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll slip up. Almost, almost, almost at a full slip up, John. But John, my man, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Coming here post blizzard uh, from the weekend on the East Coast. Uh, it's the morning. We had some frigid temperatures. Nothing's more frigid than this Knicks team. <laughs> we cannot win a single game, dude. You we can are, say that again. <laughs> we are desperate for Ws. And, you know, you and I are here this morning. Honestly, just trying to... I feel like we're just trying to hold back. I'm trying like, to hold back the masses <laughs> from like, attacking this team at every single thing. I feel like I'm like the last person on this front line of this, of this Knicks squad. It, like, especially after last week. Shout out to Holito, uh, you know, Cedric, Sean, and the crew for with the spaces, the KCDA spaces, the night after games. I had Holito <laughs> kind of go off on Randall the other day. So I think I've been labeled as the Randall apologist officially. So, you know, uh, it, it's interesting, man. There's rumors everywhere from our boy CP, from our, our man Macri. There's, there's rumors from who I like to call the Magic Johnson of reporting and Ian Begley, which we talked about last episode with Ari. I mean, we are... Julius Randle could be traded on starting Wednesday. Like we are uh, on the ropes here, man. So I, um, I I feel the calm before the storm. But how you doing, dude? I'm doing well, man. As you said, it's post blizzard. I was outside last night shoveling, salting, doing all that stuff. Had to run out today, get some coffee. At John and I, this is as John said, this is the morning. It's 11 a.m. right now. We're getting our coffee in, getting some early recording in since we got NFL football today. We got we got championship weekend, as John talked about. So we got to be prepared to watch those games as well. But man, you said it. The Knicks has been as cold as this blizzard that we had this past weekend. They've been down. They're they're struggling right now. We just saw them take three L's this week. Rough games, man. Just absolutely rough games. Um and the Bucks game, like we were in it all the way, like we were in it and not, we never had a lead, but we were in it. You know what I mean? Like we kept it close all the way until the end into the fourth quarter, but just a rough outing, man. And I, I feel you on being a Randall apologist because I keep saying, like, I don't hate the dude. Like I really wish it worked out here, but I think the way it's just unfolded and I think it, it I get what fans are, 
right? We we're, we get we <laughs> get emotional. Yeah, we're fanatics. <laughs> we get emotional about this team. We want this team to win. We haven't seen this team be good for a long period of time for the last 20 years. Like we had a short stint with Mello. We had a, a good season last season. And all we want is just to see consistency in this team perform. And just two years in a row, Alex. I just needed two years in a row. Like we always get the one, we've got the one year spark. Like we saw before with the mellow, like you mentioned, we had it last year and we're just starving for that. Like just one, just do it twice, please. Like, yeah. because other, other than that, it's fake. You know what I mean? And, it, you, everybody knows if you do something one time and you can't repeat it, it's fake. And, and where I was going to is that it, I, at the beginning of the season, Obviously, even up until it wasn't really, I didn't, I never really wanted to trade Randall. Like we had the discussion about cat. Like if we had cat as an option, yes, I, I would take that option. Not going to happen. The, the wolves are winning this season. They're doing really well this season. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah. They're better than us. Look, they, yeah. they got a good team. Anthony Edwards, you got Russell, you got cat out there. They're doing something. They're finally winning, putting like stringing good games together as well. And like if we could get cat, that'd be for Randall. That would be awesome. But. The trades that are out there, as we know, like we've heard about the Fox and for Randall, and I understand that people would be willing to make that move. I'm not against it. I'm also not for it either. Like I'm just, I'm in the middle. It is, it would be, it let's is what it there. is. Let's yeah. start there. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's start. Okay. If we want to start there, I just want to just say that I, I, I just feel bad for Randall. That's, that's really what I want to say because the season unfolded. I think what happened is that he, it, 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 once he acknowledged the fans, that's where it all started. Once I feel like as a player, once you acknowledge the, like the, the, you're, you're listening to the fans, it, it, Listen, everything unravels. I, that's I, just I, my hate opinion. To say, I hate to say that all stars and celebrities are right, especially when it comes to like social media, for example. And they always say, don't answer them. All they want is for you to answer the, like, the, the trolls. And what oh, yeah. do they want? No, yeah. and, and I feel like that's exactly what happened with Randall. Randall's like, listen, listen, man, I'm, I'm the king of this. I ran this team. I have the right to be able to say something back. And I, I'm, I'm promise you, like, I, I've been, why I'm such an apologist, I guess, and why it's kind of fair for me to be labeled that way is because I understood why he gave us a thumbs down. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, we're blaming everything on him. We literally blame every single thing on him. However, from that point, like you said, Alex, he has had a steep decline. Steep, like four points, two games, like two games out of like a six game stretch. Single, like low single digit point, like scoring games. And then on top of that, his playmaking has gotten even worse. The, he's bringing the ball up and not even like looking to push the pay. Like his overall play has just gotten worse ever since he acknowledged the fans. And my thing is that is it right for fan? Like we're, it's fanatics, right? Like we're fanatics. We're, we, we focus on this team more, like especially the diehards focus on this team greatly and down to the T. But that doesn't mean, like, I agree. Like that doesn't mean we just like, I, I understand that you're going to get booze. I don't boo at a game. I don't think it's productive. I don't th- really think it does anything, but I understand why it happens. I get it. Um, I don't think just attacking players on a day to day basis does anything either, but I get what I get it because you're once again, fanatics. Like I'll critique a play. I'll critique their play game by game as you and I do. But that doesn't mean I want this guy off the team. All I'm looking for this guy is to do is to perform. Just perform. That's it. Here's the thing, Alex. It's more than that, though, because I'm not going to say that everyone's so upset because Randall's scoring four points and he, you know, he's getting eight rebounds and nine assists. I, I don't think that's the reason why everyone's so upset. And maybe I'm giving you know, a little too much credit. 
to like the fan base, but I, I think it's the effort, man. No, I agree with all, you. First of all, you curse us out, right? So people are sensitive and all their feelings about that. Oh, yeah. So that's number one. But number two is the effort. Like you, you, we were with you when you were fighting the refs last year, even though it annoyed us, right? It's annoying that you're talking to the refs every play, but we let it go. Every game, every play, <laughs> down to this the end year, of it. <laughs> this year, it's different because when you're complaining, you're not getting back on defense. You're also clearly... By play, like each play, we don't know if you're going to be engaged or not. And that just wasn't the case last year, you know, right. even if he was pissed off. So that's the one thing I'll get back to the fans and, and why they. And honestly, like, I, I know, I know we want to talk about Fox. Like, that's why it's okay for Ian Begley to come out and say the Knicks are, are down to trade Fox. It's okay for Macri and CP to say, Hey, about five to seven teams are looking into. You know, uh, Randall, especially the Kings. Like now it's okay. Three weeks ago, or even I know Ari from Manhattan, who we had on last episode, he was going off about players on the last year of their contract and how we shouldn't trust it and how we shouldn't pay people too early because they always come out and play and, you know, fight for that money. And I get it. But dude, if we traded Randall last year, I would have had a protest outside Massachusetts. So would I. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, no, I'm not yeah. going to give up a winning season just to blow up a winning season. Nah, that that makes no. That no. Like, and and to do what? It's like, all right, guys, we're on the brink of making breaking our playoff drought. Yeah, <laughs> Twenty thirteen. Like, so I'm not, it's not mad. At the pay, I'm yeah. not mad at the Knicks for paying Randall, and I'm not mad yeah. for for letting and him I'm not play mad out this year for fifty games, and now it's not working out. But you want to trade him? Like, it's okay for things to just not work out for both sides for, with no yes. animosity. One hundred percent, and that's the thing. And I, that's why I was ha- like, I was happy when they ran it back because we've never seen this team run it back. Especially, you would run it back when you had success with that same roster. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So it made sense to bring Noel back, Burks, everybody. It doesn't matter. But now we're at this they point where we yeah. asked them to do too much. All those players we asked to do too much last year, and they all overperformed, including D Rose. And that's why they earned their contract. I, I feel like that's that's good juju. That's good karma to have around the league. Like, if you perform for us, we will pay you. We're not going to just throw you out in the street. Yeah. For example, that, yeah, no, that's, per- that's perfectly said. And, and now we're at this point, right? Now we have trades. Now we have these trade rooms for Julius Randle and all the other veterans by Brian Windhorst, Ian Begley. We have CP saying that there's five to seven teams looking for Julius Randle. We have Jonathan Macri saying that the Aaron Fox, there are inklings for De'Aaron Fox and Julius Randle out there. So let's get into this, John. Let's start off with De'Aaron Fox because I, I, I there, it, I'm honestly so in the middle of this trade that I could care less if it did or did not happen. Oh, I am man. not like, and here, and here, and here's the reason why it's not necessarily, I, I get needing to don't get fatigued. Don't get fatigued by it. Don't let them fatigue you, Alex. No, 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 no. Here, here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's how I look at it. When I look at, I get one move Julius Randall and I'm fine with moving Julius Randall because I, things are just not working out here. And that's why I'm ready. That's why I tweeted yesterday. At this point, just build it around RJ. Let's see what we got in these young guys. Let's let's evaluate for the rest of the season. We're not go- we're not doing much this season anyway. The way everything's unfolded, you don't know if you have Noel's coming back uh, on a day to day basis. He's always questionable. Feels like every game. And if he's in, it feels like a logic game from the LSAT man. If 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 Noel plays, <laughs> Robinson's out. If Robinson's in, Noel's out. And- it's crazy, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh, at least though. I, I mean. To be fair, that is why they exist. 
together. Yeah. You know 100%, I mean? 100%. <laughs> but it feels I like do. a logic game, bro. It feels like we're going back to studying this stuff, this stuff. And then you have, <laughs> then you have Randall, like I get it. And then Burks hasn't been underperforming the last couple of weeks. I get it. I get it. And Kemba Walker hasn't fit here. Evan Fournier hasn't fit here. I get it. But when it comes to Randall and Fox and here, I look at Fox and I'm not elated as some fans are where it's like, Oh, we'll get the point guard. He solves everything. I don't think he solves much. I think he solves like a point guard issue for whatever that may be. But then it's now we have to build around Fox because he doesn't offer other than being an elite downhill score around the rim and gives you decent to good playmaking on pace, but yeah. And pace and then shooting non-existent. His defense has been declined. I feel like that can come back up. I feel like that's a product of being yeah, in Sacramento. You're on the Kings. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I feel like, I feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against moving Randall for Fox, but I, and the thing is, I think it is in there. I think it is a change of scenery that he needs for Fox because being in Sacramento is just, it's purgatory. Okay. You're not doing anything. You're never going, you're, you're not going to go to the playoffs. It's not going to be good. You're going to be mid at best. So I get it. And like, I, I get trading for him, but for me, it just, all right. So now we got to build around him because he's a ball dominant guard. Right. And if you want to really feature RJ, you probably need somebody who could be a little bit more off ball rather than has to be on ball. And that's my hesitation with Fox. That's my concern with Fox. So that's why that trade doesn't necessarily be like, oh, yeah, let's do it. It's not like Shea Gilchrist Alexander. You know, if it's like, oh, you're getting Shea Gilchrist. It's oh, like, man. whoa, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? Then it's like, hell yeah, all in. Darren Fox is is another tier below where it's like, all right, I, I could ride with it. Maybe he could be a good piece you could flip for later down the line for uh, Shea Gilchrist Alexander or someone else in the future. But that's thinking way too far ahead. But that's that's kind of where I am with the Randall Fox thing. I don't know. What do you think about it? Okay, so it's interesting, okay? I, I agree that we need a guard, we need a point guard, but I'm, I'm just not sure if De'Aaron Fox is the answer. I know he's sexy. I know he's the guy that was in our draft when we were scouting him. And as we know, Alex, we've, we've discovered this secret that when teams are scouting, are scouting uh, players around them in their draft, two, three years later, if it doesn't work out the next team, they have their eye on him. And De'Aaron Fox is one of those players. So it kind of works out. But I, I mean, with no fact check, I have a, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Has any player that got the rookie Mac, max extension been traded before? Like, it, like this extension just started. I think, I think Anthony Davis, like, oh, Anthony okay. Davis. AD. Yeah. Okay. AD. But that, that was like a LeBron, like you have to be signed so LeBron could take you type deal, right? Like for a sign and trade. Yeah. But Dude, that was before. But no, so Davis was in the middle of his it extension. It was a year before. Yeah. I know. It was a, it was a year or two before. Yeah. So, dude, he's making $38 million in the 2025-2026. In the That's the other thing, too. His contract. That's, just, that's my hesitation, dude. If, yeah. if it was just the Aaron Fox for Randall and, like, we get Harrison Barnes or whatever to take that contract, you take Burks to make yourself happy, like, whatever, whatever it is, I don't mind that. But my issue is what happens if the Aaron Fox stinks in two years? Seriously. Like, what happens if he's just a regular guard? Or what happens if after a year and change or after 50 more games, we're like, this guy's not our point guard. Now what? Now we have a huge log jam at, sm- at shooting guard, right? Because he's going to be our second guard. He's basically IQ, so we can't put him on the bench, right? They're going to be interchangeable. And I just don't want to get in a hole of 
bad contract that we made, that we got in a trade out of desperation after we traded the guy we just signed. That's you know what I mean, and, and that's, this is because that's we had point. a bad fifty games, and that that's really where my hesitation is. And you're right, dude. If De'Aaron Fox was, I don't know, you said Shea, Shea Alexander, I'll say Lonzo Ball, like somebody like that, you know, somebody Someone who's who, a, a point guard. Who could someone facilitate, who you know, so you yeah. know, someone who's like thinking to move the rock first and then shoot later, because I think that's what this team needs. Regardless, with, if you keep Randall or not, if you want to feature RJ, you need somebody like that. You, you exactly. need someone who can play off ball because if that's who you want to bully through and it's that's how the league is today, you got to work through your wings. Like it is what it is. Your shooting guard, your wings. Those are the guys that are made that are making it happen on the court. But I'm, I'm happy that you brought up. Uh, De'Aaron Fox's contract because that is another issue because he's getting paid like he's the 23rd best player in this league and he's not. <laughs> he's he's not. You guys are mad about Julius Randle's contract? Like, take a look at you De'Aaron will Fox's your, contract. You will blow your, like, he's not even playing like he's the 23rd best player in this league. Randle at least is playing like he's the 45th best player. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that, is, that, that, that is that is a legitimate fact, okay? You want to talk like he's getting paid like Drew Holiday. What is Drew Holiday? You can argue whether he's a second or third option. If he's a third option on a team, that's what Julius Randle is on a team, a third option. And we're asking him once again to be more than that. So that's why we're, when it comes to like De'Aaron Fox, I'm like, really though? Like we want to take on a larger contract for a guy who's not even playing like he's the 21st, the 23rd best player in this league. And then we have to deal with that. The extension just kicked in and then it, it, it increases as you pointed out every single year. Sure, the cap is going to increase every single year, but he's then going to mean that he's going to be taking up 20, like what, like over 25% of your cap? Like what, what that doesn't, if he's not producing like that, I, if, I you, if, you, if you, if you hate someone who's not producing at the contract, if you're, if fans are upset at someone who, who they want to produce over their contract level, what are they going to say when you get somebody who's not even producing at their contract level? That's that's the best question. That's the it's best wild, question. I got. Dude. And if he does play well, the craziest part is if he does play well, he gets like a twenty five percent increase, right? If he gets like the NBA third team, I think that's like a twenty six percent increase, and then it goes up from there. Like if he does play well, and we are impressed with him, like it's going to be even worse on our on our salary cap. So I don't know, yeah. dude. I, I I I love the idea of having a guard. Do not get me wrong. Same. How, however, I would way rather have Jalen Brunson. And deal yes. with that contract. Yes. And, de- and deal with that issue. 100%. So then if we're to deal Randall. If well, we're talking. Uh, about- also, Randall wants to go to Dallas, right? He loves Dallas. He's from Dallas. So, like, if we could facilitate that somehow, I mean, like, with a three teamer, because obviously Randall for Jalen Brunson is insane. But if we can somehow. And you got to move, move KP too, because unless you want KP at center down there, but that's another story. Yeah, but he's obviously not going to come here. Like, we're going to need a third team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That. No way. <laughs> That ain't yeah. happening. I mean, I mean, if we if we can throw somehow Indiana in there, but I'm sure Carlisle will throw up at the <laughs> at the site of Porzingis again. So there's a there's always like a, a little mismatch and weird stuff going on in the NBA with personalities and egos. You know, it's not always about mm-hmm. the money. So I would guess that it's more likely to see Ben Simmons in Sacramento than it is to see Julius Randle in Sacramento. Regardless yeah. of the rumors, but overall, what would you think if we got rid of, let's say, one of the guards in Bernier in uh, Fournier, Bernier, Fournier and Burks and Rand Randall? That's how I think of them. They're they're just one dumb player, in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> one dumb inefficient player. Um, 
and you throw Randall in there, we get some nonsense back with Fox, you know, maybe Barnes, you know, maybe a, maybe a Holmes or something. I don't think Holmes, but that's just my. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to rush on. I know, they, I know, they, I know. Well, if we throw Mitch in there, we might. So, you know, who, who knows? So that's kind of, that's kind of how I see that role. To be honest with you, everybody's going to be so excited, so hyped because they got Randall off. That's going to be a, a positive for people. We got, yeah. a, we got a, somebody who, we were all looking at in the draft, not just the Knicks. Yeah, everyone's going to be, be hyped. Positive. Everyone's going to be hyped if we got I'm gonna Darren be at Fox. Like, I'm going to be at like a oh, five, bro. Look, I'm going to be at a five. Yeah, and five I'd, be right, I'd be right there with you. I'd be sitting like, yeah, okay, like this is cool for now. Let's see how this all plays out because if Fox came here, once again, he doesn't put up that contract, then we got a bigger issue because if he doesn't play up to that contract, that's going to be harder to move than Julius Randle's contract. Exactly. And th- that's already a non-tradable contract. I don't understand. And that's why he hasn't been like Sacramento says they they don't want to move him. They want to move. That's a new front office, new new whole thing. They got Tyrese Halburn. They they got uh, Davion say, Mitchell. I, they got. I they would got rather guards, man. I would rather if you're gonna call Sacramento, I would say please get Halburn for Halliburton. Exactly, dude. Please exactly. get Halliburton. Yeah, exactly. give me Halliburton in a. But they're not gonna trade Halliburton because Halliburton's a beast. He does everything but, that we need. <laughs> I know, but for them, but for them, he slacks on defense. Sometimes he, you know, he gets in these ruts. Like he, he doesn't get that much playing time because of Fox. Like they have a log jam as well. Yeah. So yeah, they, give me how they're calling me. I'm calling. They're calling yeah, 100%. me. I'm making a switcheroo. Like I, I know Randall Fox, but like maybe that's you know gonna be too much for both sides. We're not gonna be happy. Let's let's you know go down the line. Let's talk about Halliburton. You know, what I mean, that's how I would play in the negotiation. Yeah. And the and the Kings don't have that much leverage to begin with, so I don't know what like if they, they need- they're blowing up. They're sellers as well. We're both sellers at the end yeah. of the day. One hundred percent, but yeah, that's I agree with you. I think like it, it I, I like the Brunson idea more, just oh, because for sure. Yeah, I like the I like the Brunson okay. idea more once again because he fits what Brunson. we need. All right, let's stick with Brunson. Okay, so we have the what we said last week, and you reiterated this whole player on his last year of his contract fighting for a deal. How well he plays. Okay, yeah. so that's where Brunson is. Yeah, and then we're gonna trade for him, and then we're gonna have to pay him ourselves. And the yes. second question I have for you there is not, you know, that one wasn't really a question, but I want to know your thoughts on that. And the second question is, is he our starter? Because I know for yes. the first 30 games, he was our bench player. And now he's all of a sudden elevated from the last 20 games to the next starter. So how do you feel about his position on this team? So I actually, have, I've been doing a little bit more watching of Brunson and watching more film on him. I actually like the way he plays. Yes, it's a contract year. I would still have him as a starter because I keep coming back in my head. What do we actually need out of this point guard position if we're trying to feature our wings, right? You don't need someone who's going to have to be that catalyst of a player that can get you 20 on a nightly basis. And the way Brunson has been playing, though, he can get up there, which if he can give you that on a night-to-night basis, that's fantastic. I find Brunson right now to be in this zone of like Fred Van Vliet because Wow, that's a, that's a compliment for Brunson. Yeah, and I don't think he'll necessarily reach. I don't. I don't believe that he'll reach the Fred Van Vliet level. But I put him in this in this bubble because older player coming in now, starting to get into his groove. You, there's like that hesitation where it's like, is this actually real? Like we had with Fred Van Vliet, but I think it is also once again real with Jalen Brunson because yes, anyone could look good next to Luka Doncic, sure. Because Luke is going to demand all that attention. You're going to have your, you're going to have your one on ones. You're not going to be demanding double teams like Luca, even triple teams for that matter. 
But the way you see how he plays, just the quickness and his ability to keep moving the rock or just shoot off ball, that is something very intriguing. Like Fred Van Vliet, which is why it works with Fred, which is why Fred Van Vliet was also in consideration because, hey, you don't need this guy to touch it. He, the ball all the time. That's why Pascal Siakam can work. That's why Fred Van Vliet can work. That's why Gary Trent Jr. can work. That's why everybody can work on that team because it's like, oh, guys, we, we don't need to touch the ball. Like, yes, Fred Van Vliet is our point guard, but he doesn't need it all the time. And that's why I want and that's why I like in Brunson the more I think about it. Someone who can actually shoot unlike Fox, the contract, if you do trade Julius Randle then, it doesn't matter if you pay him because if you move Julius Randle and take his money off the books, he slides in right there and you still are once again back in that same spot. It becomes a net neutral where you can then still pay Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett. If Cam Reddish works out, I'm just putting I'm just putting it in there because they, tr- they trade for him, but you still have that capability of doing it. That's if you move Julius Randle, which is looking like the possibility at this point. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, the reason why I think the trade is definitely looming and we're not just sitting here talking nonsense is because as you just mentioned, they tried to slip it in there, but because we traded for Cam Reddish and he's on a contract year, like we, we didn't get, we didn't trade Kevin Knox to get money off the books. Okay. Him and Cam Reddish make the same amount of money and they're both contracts and we gave up a pick. So obviously there is something there when you say, Oh, okay. But why wouldn't tips play him? He's a crazy old man. He doesn't let people into his rotation. If you just sit down for three seconds and listen to a tips press conference, he'll tell you, he'll explain to you exactly why Cam Reddish is not playing. And what he said was, we traded a man that's not in our rotation for another man that wasn't in the rotation. How am I supposed to take him and put him into the rotation? Like, who do I take out? And he made such a good point. I mean, that's what we were saying. But And that's why there's a log jam at shooting guard. But the fact that they got him in and they know that there's a jam at shooting guard. And then the rumors just came out that we just mentioned from Mr. Windhorst, right? On his podcast, he said Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier. And Alec Burks, all on all on chopping block, and that's exactly where Cam Reddish could play. Yeah, right. I don't think that him coming in in the fourth quarter and doing a, a step back three with with a guy on him, like that's him just being a dummy, and it's not going to help anything. And he has a right to do that because he doesn't miss in pregame, so it's okay with me personally. <laughs> it's, a, it's also garbage time. Like, what do we do? Like, what? Yeah. It's garbage time. But and, and the other that thing to me means that to me means he's that to me means the Knicks do care. And they want him in the rotation and they're going to open up a spot for him there. And you know what makes it interesting is that, and just getting back to Brunson, because that's, this is where I think like if you move guys for Brunson or something like that, it starts to open up spots. Exactly. Mavericks have a cap issue. <laughs> they have a serious cap issue. They have a lot of issues. They, Everyone's injured and they have a cap issue and they don't win games. Like they and and most problem. of the rosters returning next season, regardless, they're going to be in the luxury cap. Are they going to pay again and like just try to figure it out after the season? Or are they going to cut their losses and try to trade somebody because trying to bring everybody back, paying as a luxury team when you're not even really a luxury team. You're not the Golden State Warriors. You're not even the Raptors who are winning with Kawhi Leonard. You're not in that situation to say, we got a championship winner right here. If 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 anyone says the Mavericks are a championship winning team, you're out of your mind. But I'm so happy you said that. I'm so happy you said that, Alex. I'm sorry to cut you off because there's there's a couple teams in the NBA that are just like the Mavericks. The Nuggets and are another that, one. I would say the Nuggets, the Clippers, right? Yeah. There's a lot of teams that are right there, just like you said, who are about to be in the luxury tax, who are not a luxurious team. They stink, and they're almost in a, in a mini rebuild. And that's where I want the Knicks to poach from, even Indiana. 
right? Like Karis LeVert, or, you know, we, if we can grab Holiday somehow for a couple picks because they need to get money off their books and we still have space. Or we always joke around, Nick's traded for cap space. Ha, 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 where's Kevin Durant? This is why you have cap space, right? For two years down the line, when teams are now in their luxury tax, like Jeremy Grant for the Pistons, they want to get rid of him. Like all these teams that just need to get rid of players to soften up their books. And on the back end, we know, like you mentioned a thousand times over the last maybe three, four episodes, the cap is going to increase. So if the Knicks, if you know that and the Knicks know that, and we have right now the luxury to uh, kind of maneuver some money for other teams, I, I really, really expect deals on the, on the quote unquote smaller scale like that than the De'Aaron Fox trade because Dude, to, to, I know I keep going back to it, but to put $40 million on your books until, until uh, I don't know, like, until the Jets are almost in the playoffs. Like, 2026, bro. Like, come on. Like, yeah, like, no, like, I'm good. I'm good on that. And, you know, like, Zach if, Wilson's going to be on his second contract by the time De'Aaron Fox is, we're, we're still paying him. Like, that's how nuts that is. And then, <laughs> and then, is that the deal that Leon Rose really wants to hitch his wagon to? Because that's, that's then the trade. Like, everyone, like, 100%. That's the trade that he has to handle. Hitch- you signed Randall, you extended him, and then you traded him for someone who's making forty million until basically your contract runs out, Leon. So yeah, you're damn right. This is your guy, and you're gonna so live and die with is Darren that, Fox. Is that the guy you want to hitch your wagon with? I don't think Darren Fox is the guy that the Knicks necessarily want to hitch their wagon with. That's why the more I think about it, that's why I'm not as hyped as other fans who are like, "Oh yeah, let's go get De'Aaron Fox." It's like, okay, like if you did, I'm not going to be upset if he plays up to that value. But if he's playing like he is right now. Or even if he was playing like his first two, th- two, three seasons, that's not even close to what his value is. It's still not. Yeah. So, cause he's not playing like he's, he's not playing like he's in the top 20, top 25, I should say, of NBA players. But speaking of Leon Rose, there's been another thing that's been going around, uh, the Twitterverse and shout out to Michael K for saying that for, for starting this pot again, once again, rolling. Um, it's on the radio. Today. Thank you. Right, so, John, <laughs> tell me your feelings about this, and I want you to start it off. Do you think Leon Rose needs to address the fans right now? Do you think he needs to address the fans at all? How about that? It's interesting, man, because we just talked about how that's what trolls want. That's what fans want from every fan base, from for every celebrity, whether it's music or sports. Like you just want. the guy or the girl to show you attention, to give you something back. And then you won. You trolled them. They answered you. You're in their head. And then you won. So therefore I don't want Leon Rose to address the fans right now. However, Alex, we know that if we make a trade, especially a big one, we're going to have a press conference. Everyone's going to be there and it's not going to be so lighthearted. Like when Kemba Walker is chilling there And, you know, they're asking Tibbs, ha, 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 how much is Kemba going to play? Oh, every night. Ha, ha. Like, we saw that lasted, like, six games. So it's not going to be that lighthearted anymore. We're right in the middle in in the season. And we know that, honestly, Tibbs doesn't take any crap during the season. He takes this stuff very seriously. He's very, like, he takes it so seriously that he's so stingy with the rotation. He doesn't do that out of spite. He doesn't do that because he's, quote, unquote, old. He does that because he's watching every single game and and he's watching the tape. And he's looking at the plus minus and he's like, dude, this, this has to happen like this. For example, like Fournier just started playing in the fourth quarter, like two games ago. <laughs> he's like, just switched that back up. But anyway, sticking back to the topic with Leon Rose, I don't want him addressing the fans right now. 
First of all, we can't even trade Randall till February 3rd. Like, what are you going to say? However, if we do make a trade, you need to come in here and act like the mob boss that had, for some reason, <laughs> the, the whole NBA and the Knicks paint you as, right? This like Don. You have to act like that. You have to come. If you make a trade, especially if it's for Randall, and like you said, Alex, this is your guy. You resign Randall. So if you trade him, the superstar that we got, I don't care. He's a, we, he is a superstar, like for the Knicks. I'm sorry if that like hurts people's feelings. And you trade him for another guy, especially if he's going to be making rookie max extension money. Like you, you damn well better address the fans, and you better address the relationship between the fans and the players going forward. And the plan and the fans and the coach going forward, because this whole let's fire Tibbs every night is getting so damn old. And it just makes me as soon as you come out saying we should fire Tibbs, I automatically like I, I it really goes down a notch for me in, in your basketball IQ. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say, because he obviously knows basketball. Like if you have critiques about his play, all oh, his rotation, in this it's just so dumbfounded like you know shout out to the spaces again someone came out he's like oh Tibbs doesn't play his rookies you ever heard of Emmanuel quickly he was a rookie last year and now I really hate that argument I really hate that argument who's who's Grimes who's Grimes who's quickly who's Obi like we saw Deuce get starts over freaking Kevin Walker I have that that kid that kid is like someone told me that someone told me that uh that Tibbs would never play Deuce and I'm like are we are you kidding like Tibbs would love to play Deuce the kid he would he 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 Clamor for this kid. He wanted the team to draft him. So how does he not, how is he not going to play him? What's, what, where are you, where do you want him to fit in? We have a plethora of guards that are going to go before him, which is another reason why you start moving these guys so you can get Deuce in there, put him with the second unit and then see what happens. But imagine going home, imagine going back to the locker room and in practice and having to look Kemba Walker right in the eye and say, yeah, yeah, we think Trey McBride does better at point guard than you. Sorry, man. Like that's yeah. a tough that's a tough task, dude. Kevin Walker's a real even, even, player. Even to Emmanuel quickly, if you're like, hey, we're hey, quick, we're gonna put it's like word? Like how's that yeah, how's that gonna, exactly. how's that gonna <laughs> like that's exactly. gonna happen? No, it's not gonna happen. So but I, I hear you on that point. I agree with you. If there if you're trading, like if you're making that big of a trade, then you gotta address and you gotta say, Hey, this is who we're moving forward with, X, Y, and Z, da 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 da, and then go that way because that is the move you've been waiting for, and now we can have a clear vision of what you're trying to do. But the the clamoring of like fans right like Leon Rose needs to address the fans right now where there's not even a trade nothing's going on no please do not address the fans do not address anybody if you want to do like a preseason and postseason like NFL GMs do, do do and just give your generic talk fine go ahead that way they we don't, don't do that they don't well, do that man the only people that do, does that and that's why Michael K came out and said this is because Brian Cashman, right? In the middle of the season, if things are coming, like, you know, falling apart and trade deadline season's coming yeah, out, he's the only Cashman's one that coming does it in the middle of the He's the only one that exactly. does it in the middle of the season. Exactly. No, Listen, no NFL Alex, GM does that. No no hockey GM does that. Yo, no, what happened, what happened when Dolan came out and did that on the radio, on the Michael K show? Like, oh you know, God. it's like how ironic. The one he came out and did that, he tried to say, everyone calm down. Like, just take it easy. We're looking forward to next offseason. Don't worry. We have all this money. And, like, we're, we're hearing good things from people's agents. That's all he said. He literally came out. The owner of the Knicks came out and just tried to say, everyone, calm down. We're good. We'll take care of you. Just, like, steadfast. He got torn apart. Right? He had the binder with the name on it. And he had all this stuff. And he got torn apart. So, honestly, it's almost like it's almost like a catch-22. And 
People are but, baiting the Knicks. Like they the want, is, they want Leon Rose to come out and and be the only GM in the NBA to, to say something about his team. And then but he's but he, he he won he wouldn't because we saw that uh, Schlink for uh, the GM for the Atlanta Hawks. He came out midseason, went on the public radio, and then everything blew up. And that's why you can get then when you're like, oh, the Knicks fleece the Hawks. It's like, why do you think they were able to do that? The GM just went on public radio and said, hey, I don't think I should not have brought everybody back. And you're like, oh. That's how you feel? Yeah. Okay, cool. So let me get this guy. And it's like, well, can we get Quinn Grimes? Like, bro, you're down bad. You just say you didn't want to bring everybody back. You're going to take Kevin Knox. You're going to take this protected Charles first round pick. And you're going to give me Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill. All right. And that's how that works. So why do you want your GM to like show his card? Yeah. And why do you, why do you want, to, why do you want your GM to, to show their hand and how they're trying to build a team? No business ever shows their hand. So like, let's just stop with this. What, what, and what are they going to do? You want him to come out and just give you the generic talk anyway? So, cause he's not going to show his hands. It's like, yeah, you know, we want a competitive product. We're still working at it. We're going to work and figure it out. Blah, 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 <laughs> X, Y, and Z. We believe in our guys. And then what? Yeah. And then, and, then you, yeah. and, then, and then you can go back home, go be sitting in your chair or on your couch, wherever, be angry that he didn't say what I wanted to hear. It's like, well, you asked for him to speak. Yeah, but I wanted him to say what I wanted to hear. It's like, yeah, that's exactly. not how that's going to work. So let's Leon Rose is going to come out and say, I hate, I hate Randall. I can't believe he was minus 34 the other day. Like he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. So like, what are <laughs> yeah. we doing here, bro? Like just relax. Go home, go home, take a chill pill, pop a beer, sit down on the couch, relax, go watch some football. Don't, don't worry. Your GM is, is doing a good job. You're happy how they're drafting. They made, they made smart decisions and how they should approach free agency. It hasn't worked out, but it's been. Smart decisions. Okay. It's not anything horrendous where you're like, Oh, let's give him Fournier like a $30 million deal. All right. It's, it's, it's not, it's Close. not that, it's, it's not that type of Knicks. No, I'm talking about like annually. It's not a $30 million uh, deal annually. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're not getting anything like that. So let's be happy that our GMs are not doing, uh, doing anything that wild. But John, I think we should, uh, get into our, our, our upcoming slate, man. We got a couple games and how fitting is it that we have. This De'Aaron Fox and Julius Randle rumor, and we got the Sacramento Kings for this week, man. So let's talk about this week, man. How are you feeling about the Knicks for this upcoming uh, this upcoming slate of games? So we got tomorrow, Monday, if you listen to this today, uh, we got the Kings. I'll be there. I'm going to the pregame uh, with uh, KMB and Houston, so that'll be let's fun. Let's go. And then we'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably be at the Kings game. It's a must win. I mean, honestly, it's everything's a must, a must win. win. Everything's no, 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 a must no. win. No, like the like the Heat isn't wasn't a must win. The Bucks wasn't a must win. Okay, Even okay. The Cavs, for all intents and purposes, especially on this season, like they're really good. This week, this game is a must win. Especially looking forward, I'll be at the Memphis game. We're gonna lose to Memphis, <laughs> okay? John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. Like we're gonna lose to Memphis, okay? Or oh, it's oh, they're, gonna they're be a very fire. competitive game. And he just made the all-star team. Like, things are fantastic in Memphis right now. We have to win this game. Like, like there, there is no ifs, hands, or buts. Honestly, if we lose this game, especially the fact that Randall, we could officially trade him on the day that we could trade him to Memphis, and we lose to Memphis, we're going to be on a five-game losing streak. Dude, I... The whole thing is going to blow up in our faces, like literally right after the Memphis game. And then we have the Lakers game coming up right after that in L.A. We're going to have nobody for that game. It's going to be mellow versus like the skeletons of this team because everyone's going to be traded. So yeah. I, I, for everybody's sake, for my for my personal health, <laughs> for, the, for the Knicks' <laughs> sake, 
for well, guys, everybody. This podcast, <laughs> this podcast can't pay the medical bills for John if he goes to the hospital because the Knicks are, are, are causing that much stress. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I need, I need to beat the Kings on Monday tonight. I have to. Like, there's, there's really no, there's no room for error here. We have to beat the Kings. If we lose to the Kings, Alex, blow the whole thing up. We're, 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 at, we're out of the play-in. Like, we're at this point. Like, we're not even close to the play-in. Everyone's making fun of the Wizards. The Wizards look like, uh, like the, the 98 Bulls compared, <laughs> compared to the Knicks right now. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah. Look, I agree with you. We got to beat the Kings. The Kings are not a good team. They're, they're, they're down bad like us. All right. They're, they're looking to sell everybody. Nobody's down bad like us, man. <laughs> they're looking to, they're looking to sell people. We're looking to sell people. I mean, the good, the good news is that we have a better record than San Antonio, but that doesn't really say much. We're 23 and 27. They're 18 and 33. They're on a six game losing streak. So let's make it seven when they come to, when they come, come to Madison Square Garden. But we gotta win this game, man. We gotta win some games. We gotta, we gotta get this team happy. A game. We gotta get the, a game. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, we're gonna win some games moving, moving throughout the season, but we gotta Hope beat so. the Kings because the Gri- <laughs> Look, we, cause we beat the Grizzlies earlier this season too. Yeah. We did. So know. you know, they're coming back. They're coming back with a vengeance. Like we're, we're going to in Memphis too. Yeah. They're coming back. They're, they're coming back and they want to beat us. So, and they're going to beat us. <laughs> they're rolling. <laughs> they're rolling. That, that team is rolling. Uh, we're, that's going to be a tough one. Sure, we could beat them, but I, I have we'll I have Memphis. We, we, have, we, we did Memphis a good fight versus the, we we did fight well against the Bucks. We did, but and the good thing is, it's prime time. So you know our guys like to get up for prime time. Um, Do we though? The heat game was in prime for the time. most part. For the, yeah, heat game was heat game. We were just that that game. I don't know what happened that game. Um, but we were on it. We. Against the Bucks, we showed up for that game for, for Dude, most of back the back-to-back primetime games and another one the week after. They really had high hopes for the for the Knicks, and I think that's a little bit why we cra- were crashing down so hard as a team, as a fan base. Because even the, even the national media, I mean, we have three bro. Prime we have to face <laughs> the Lakers on primetime. We're on ABC on Saturday at eight thirty p.m. One. at the Crypto.com Center. At the Crypto, the the Crypt. Crip walk. I wonder if we'll I, bar- had, I wonder if we'll bar- uh, Crip walks to the to the arena. Yeah, they should call it the Crip. That's actually that's actually a sick name. I'm I'm I have like a three to six percent chance of me going to that game. I want to go visit my brother. He already has tickets to the game though, so Ooh. I'm kind of out of luck. But if I can somehow manage to get decent seats, I'll fly out for like a couple of days. There you see go. My brother, see the niece, and see see the Lakers, see Mello, and get LA, some nice weather. Knicks. I mean, anything's better than this. <laughs> it, was, it was like minus eight. You're talking about the Knicks or you're talking about the weather? <laughs> both. <laughs> both. They're both minus eight. <laughs> but yeah, man, look, we also got 10 more games on primetime after these two. There were high hopes for the Knicks. High, high hopes. But things unraveled, man. If you told me after the way we started 5-1 that this is how the season was going to turn out, I would say you're lying to me. No way. No way that the we here Knicks... But that much energy is gonna come we down to, to we gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I think honestly against the Lakers, we have a really good chance to beat the Lakers too. If this team, <laughs> if this team isn't blown up, that team is look. Listen, man, I love how you text us play. because before uh, we got to watch the Knicks play the Bucks, especially out here, since I have to, I couldn't turn tune into MSG, had to watch on ESPN. You know, I had to watch uh, Russell Westbrook 
against uh, the, the Lakers against the Charlotte Hornets and Russell Westbrook take the final shot and oh brick my it God. and brick it. I was so mad that nobody messaged me. That I'm Russell sorry about that. I know I should. I, I, I was out for uh, my mother-in-law's uh, mother-in-law's birthday. So when I got back, we were all watching the game. I was like, oh, there we go. There, there's Russ uh, breaking a shot for game winner. As you see Mello on the on the opposite side waiting to take the shot, I'm like, that makes more sense to for, for Mello to take the last shot from three. Not the guy who's a brick machine. But, hey, those are the decisions makings of Russell Westbrook. It is what it is. I, we, we, have, we, have the same, we have the same exact story. I was out for a birthday. I came home. I was able to watch the rest of the Knicks game. And then, like, they showed the highlights for Lakers. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this happened earlier. And they're showing the game and come down to the wire. And then Russell Westbrook is taking the corner, the edge three. To, like, I waited. <laughs> I, 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 like, like, verbally laughed. Like, all, all, like, I actually laughed out loud by myself. Nobody in my house. I started laughing. Like, I can't believe that that was the play. But Dude. also, at the same time, two games ago, our play was to give Randall a uh, uh, backwards uh, 360 shot from half court with 1.7 seconds left. So who the Makes hell no am sense. I to say, this, to say anything But about, the thing is, you know, the thing is shots. Here, here's the difference, though. We've seen one story unfold every single time like that, which is Russell Westbrook taking a game-winning three at the end, and he's probably hit like out of his entire career. Two, three. I don't even want to give a number. I don't want to give a number, but he might be the most least clutch player in the NBA. Probably, probably oh, it is. has to be from has three. Be. From three, I'll give him from three. I'm going to stick with three. From three, I'm everywhere. Not, I'm just going to say from three because I don't know for because he's good at getting downhill. But from three, you want yeah, this he, guy? He is you want this shot. guy? You want this guy taking? It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like we've Patrick seen this Ewing. play. We've seen this play. Over and over and All over again. All I saw was Patrick Ewing, Alex. You shoot that shot. You shoot that shot. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this play so many times, and then it, you leave it to Russell Westbrook to get hit the game-winning three. Terrible. And Melo's out there like Terrible. you see. You see Melo like where? <laughs> it's like when you hit the ball and shoot. Like what? What told you guys that and was a good is, idea? The thing is, he pulled it back out and then tried to step into a three. I was like, wow, this guy. This guy really thinks he's that dude. You ain't that dude, bro. You ain't that dude. Oh. That's what I'm going to say this because everyone, because when I said, I think Chauncey Billups as, is better than Russell Westbrook oh as, God, a, as a point guard. Everyone, I had, I had someone out here be like, have you seen his stats? I'm like, you have not You're watched lying. this man play. I was That's like, That's a hot take. Because yeah, apparently. Better than Russell Westbrook. I, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> oh That's actually was, amazing. Someone, someone attacked me saying, Hey, uh, have you, you're creating a narrative for, for Chauncey Billups. I was like, this dude. I don't know, won a championship, eight-time NBA All-Star. Like, what? Russell Westbrook has done what? Giving you a first-round exit by himself? Phillips is taking you to the promised land. Dude, I love and Big Shot Bob. So I, I, I think Big Shot Bob is one of, like, the top 20 point guards of all time. Mr. So. Big Shot, I don't know how you, I don't know how you look at Mr. And, and the thing is, so, uh, I, I'm not going to get into it because it's just so infuriating to, to think of it. It was just, I, I just could not believe Someone, because someone was trying to argue Russell Westbrook should be in the top five point guards ever to play this game. I was like, in what world are we doing this? I was like, and then someone had to say, have you looked at his stats? Look at the stats that he does. I was like, have you watched the basketball game? I was like, have you turned on a game at all? Have you turned on a game at all and see how this man's played throughout his entire career? And is, I don't even hate Russell Westbrook. I hate the stands of Russell Westbrook. 
because they they hype this man up to be the, the greatest thing possible. But all right, hold on. But, but before we before we end this pod, I got two questions for you. One, how do you see this week going? I know we talked about it, but I got the Kings winning. And I'm going to take a Memphis win just because I'm going to be there. But obviously, I can't win a game I go to this year. So obviously, we're going to lose that one. And maybe even the Kings because I'll be there. But I'm going to go 2-0 this week. What do you got? Or you're not including the Lakers? You're not going to include the Lakers for this one? Because that's like the week. If I'm going to include the Lakers, I'm going to go 2-1 and take that Memphis loss. <laughs> Same. And that's what I'm going to do, too. And that's what I'm doing, too. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, too. All right. I was, was, was going to try to take it slow, so if we lost that, I'd be like, all right, it's a must win. But all right, I'll go two and one. I'll, nah. I'll take the... No, nah, we're, we're, we're going full throttle here, baby. Full okay. throttle. Full throttle. That's fair. That's fair. But the, the, the second question, and it kind of triggered when you said, when we were talking about watching the games, one of my really good friends is a diehard Nets fan, lives in Brooklyn, was a diehard New Jersey Nets fan as well, has a Kerry Kittles jersey, the whole thing, right? Okay. So my question is, and he was really adamant about it, he hates James Harden right now. He hated him last year. He's like, you didn't watch the games as well, uh, you know, as intently as I did. I know he had the numbers. This year, he's even worse now on the court and on the numbers. He wants to get rid of James Harden more than anything on the earth. Let me just ask you, like, do you see Harden getting traded? Where do you see him going? Do you still think Harden has it, even though they they changed the rule? Because we did see how Trey Young and Harden have been affected, you know, post the you know the three point shooting rule. So. Really quick, I know you, you know you watch all these NBA games. You have the NBA acumen. So, do you see Harden getting traded? Where do you see him going? Do you still think he has any left in the tank? I think he. I think he. I think he one does have something left in the tank. I think he does get traded, but not until this off season. And I think he's going to Philly. Okay. I think he's going to Philly. I think he's going to team up again with Daryl Morey. And Morey. to your point, <laughs> and, and and here here's the thing, the Harden's game. This is where because. He needs to, it's going to sound insulting, but he needs to like trim down and get back to what he was when he played first played for the Rockets, where he actually had, where he was playing legitimate basketball, not this foul hunting nonsense that he started to do later on in his career. If he gets back to that guy, there's something left in that tank. But if he's going to play like he did when it was, you know, the latter half foul hunting, you can call it a wrap for that career because this is where, this is where the league, and I think it's a year for someone to adjust when you're, you've been doing that for so long and then it's just such a drastic change. I still think there's something left in the tank, but I also don't think it's going to work out in, uh, in Brooklyn because if you have to rely on Kevin Durant's health, which is now up in question, you got Kyrie Irving, who's a part-time basketball player, which is, <laughs> I can't believe we're saying this out loud, part-time basketball player. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, playing full-time watch. I, I don't know how you can, want to stay on that type of team where you're constantly not knowing who's going to be there. And then the rest of your supporting cast is just for the most part, traffic cones. Like you just have, you're just, it's like pickup. It's like, yo bro, don't leave. We need, we need, we need five. We need you for, we need you for ten, five on five. That's how it feels like when you're yeah. watching the nets. You know, it's so funny. That's, I have like a similar, like, uh, I guess like storyline take for Harden. He's just one of those guys. Once you're playing pickup ball, that if he has a good team, he's gonna like he's gonna try man hard. He's gonna he's gonna talk trash. He's gonna play really well. But if he has like a bunch of scrubs on his team, he's just gonna like play whatever, do his thing, kind of be like uh, not attached. And then he almost wants them to lose so that he could just like get the next squad up. They're gonna call him in, and he's just gonna play with better players, right? I feel like that's been his whole thing, you know, ever since he left OKC, right? Like yeah, he's in Houston by himself. He does whatever he wants. He has a superstar once. 
you know, his superstar leaves. He's like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to play. Send me to the next guy. Send me to the next team. Ends up with Brooklyn. Has the superstars. Plays well. As soon as they get off the court, he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Send me to the next place. Send me to Philly. They have an MVP and Embiid. You know what I'm saying? He's just constantly, he's just like that kid, uh, you know, at the five on fives when you play pick up ball, who, if he doesn't have the best team, he's just like kind of going through the motions. If he doesn't yeah. have the best team, he's playing like this game means, you know, is this 100%. 100%. It would just be funny to see, think of him and Embiid on the same team. That oh, it's funny. I'm just thinking like off court reasons wise, just off. Court. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just yeah. thinking off court reasons. That has to. Be, I feel like they'd be together everywhere in Philadelphia going out. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, it, would be, it would be good. It also would be crazy for Philly to do that. But yo, at the same time, you can have. I know, I know we're a little off the rails in the next and part, that team would fit and, and that team would fit him like no honestly yeah yeah the Harden part but yeah, Ben Harden. Simmons Ben Simmons and, and Kyrie as as both part time players that's really that's really tough I I cannot see the Nets making that no, Harden on the on the Sixers he yo, he sense. has he has the shooters he's got the big that's that's how they tried to do it the first time in Houston it didn't work that's that right there is is the thing to do it for Harden I, I, in in my opinion. That's like the team that he's needed all along. Uh, it wasn't another guard like CP or Westbrook next to him. He, he just needed a, a good big that could, that's, has good fundamentals inside and can shoot a little bit from the outside. But hey, man, I love our, I love our tangents at the end of the pod, even though these are Knicks pods. We love basketball. I mean, you look, man, we both watch a lot of basketball. We both, we both got history on the game. We both love watching the game. That's all we do is just watch Football basketball. might watch some basketball, bro. <laughs> That's all I got left. <laughs> NFL's only three games left. Two already gone. By the time of this pod's only one game left, and it's in two weeks. I mean, this we'll is all we got left, man. After football, I'm going to come back and ask you who's your lead pass team for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm not going to ask you that right now because I'm going to give you some okay. time. Because it's easy got... right now. It's oh, easy right now. Who is it? It's Memphis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Memphis has been sense. unbelievable. I yeah. can't stop watching Memphis. Dude, I love yeah. Jared Jackson Jr. Shout out to Chip. We, I had him as a defensive player of the year before the year even started. That's he a fact. Still could that's win a it. fact. That's a fact. Killing it. Yeah, no, that's a fact. I'd go with, uh, I need to think. I, I haven't really, that's a tough one to think, man. I think the Heat are up there too, man. I can't stop watching the Heat. I don't need, I can't do that, man. Just deep roots with the Heat. I can't do that. I know, but I can't, they're really good, man. <laughs> they're really good. They, they, their pace, bam out of bio and Kyle Riley's been out for personal reasons, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen when he comes back, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll just throw on some games just to watch some of the young guys like Hey Cavs. Cavs are a good team to watch. They're a fun team to watch. Detroit was behind. so fun in the first half. Yes. Like the first 20 games, I could not stop watching Detroit. Isaiah Stewart, ever since Isaiah Stewart fight, I feel like he's like been shunned from the league. <laughs> like I feel like he's I do like, like watching Phoenix. I do enjoy watching Phoenix. Of course. You know, Phoenix won the championship. Phoenix is like the true oh, January like 30th, 11:50 a.m. Phoenix Suns NBA champions. It's wow. it's 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 done. Oh, dude, it is done. I forgot. I, I even want to mention them because they're obviously the the league pass team. They are the best team in the league. They have a coup going on with their ownership that we all forgot about. Right? We all. The whole dude, how team amazing the is that? <laughs> the team just winning. Wins. Winning. winning. What happens? And they're all together. They're all together as one squad. They all hate their ownership, and they all are pissed off that they lost last year in the finals. NCP was injured. So and don't forget everything has to come back this year. And I won't forget the people who said I was crazy for wanting Chris Paul in the Knicks. I will not forget oh, dude, you. They're all idiots. They're all idiots. I will not forget you. I will not forget you. But 
that's a good place to end, John. Good place to end. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast on any audio platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher. You name it, we are there. We are there. Also, if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave us a comment. That helps us out oh so greatly. Also, we're on YouTube right now, so please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nick's Jets, etc. And make sure to hit the like button when you watch a video. And also make sure to hit that notification bell. That way you know when new episodes drop. And while you're there, we got another podcast called Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, they go down the NFL slate. They're going through championship. They got they gave out their take for championship weekend. If you need to get your bets in, make sure to go over there and go listen to what these guys have to Easy. say. Easy. And then, oh, and then... <laughs> oh. then, and then we got NBA stuff coming up, so don't worry, guys. We're not gonna leave. We're not gonna leave you out there hanging. But make sure to also follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are also there. So thank you, everyone, <laughs> for tuning in for another next episode of the Nick Shits Etc. Podcast. We'll catch you later this week. We out. Hold on. Congrats to the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers on reaching the Super Bowl. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Before we get out of here, what do you got? Chiefs and Rams, baby. Chiefs and Rams. Aww. Let's a Joe pick. We out. Let's go, Knicks.